good people, residents of Winnipeg, Manitoba, the world, the universe, and any alternate realities that happen to be listening, you are listening to Game Over, the premier video game show hosted by two brothers and a third guy, only live on 11.5 UMFM and UMFM.com, and in podcast form, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever else you get your podcast, not called Spotify or Modify. I don't know if that's a podcast app, but we're not on there either. Guarantee it. I am your... Father, starting the goalie host Simon Pazder, joined by my in studio by my squad mates Adam Pazder, by my faithful. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for it. Squad mates, <laughs> after you guys busted me last week, joined <laughs> in studio by my faithful squad mates Adam Pazder, Matthew, Andy. How are we doing, lads? We're doing good. You got to stick to the script. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's my I'm, own I'm script. I'm excited for tomorrow it. night. You're excited for tomorrow night, which yes. is. Which is when I get to crack open my coffee. You don't get to play it at all today? No. If I start, I have to get up at 7 tomorrow. Oh, no. Okay. If, if I start tonight, it, it, it doesn't end well. I see. All right. So Trust me, the temptation was there to cancel class. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're, we're going to get to what you're talking about in just one second here. There has been a little bit of news, and, uh, and then I'm, I have an alternate version of Name That Sound this week for you, Ooh. because we had an extra long version of Name That Sound last week, so I don't just want to rehash the same thing this week. So this week, to end off the show, I will have, uh, I think I have nine, I have seven or nine, um, I picked an odd number, um, but it's, can you um, pick the video game based on a terrible description? Oh, uh, I like okay. this idea. <laughs> I like this idea a lot. Yes, video games described badly, so it should still be fun. I'm very familiar with movies described poorly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the I internet, tried to, so. I, I really, I went through a list, like, for whatever reason, four or five years ago, like in uh, 2014 to 2016, I found a bunch of lists, and then I found a few Reddit articles. But it was hard to find a balance between... So specific, but still poorly described that it's obvious, or so non-specific that it could literally mm-hmm. be any game right. know, being picked. So I, I think I have a good balance. Angry man kills a lot of people. Every first-person shooter ever. Exactly. <laughs> Two friends go on a walk. I saw, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. I saw, I think, my favorite one that I could not use was um, a bunch of armed men, or no, a, a group of men decide to test airport security and determine that it's terrible. And it was that Modern Warfare 2 scene where they... Oh, uh, oh the yeah. airport one? The airport yeah. scene yeah. that we're not going to talk about? Yeah, but I was yeah. like, that is a horrifying way, but still accurate <laughs> and funny way to describe that. Yeah. Also, isn't Modern Warfare, like, rebooted now? Like, the Call of Duty that just came out is also Modern Warfare. I think. They, so, like, really? I really do, I don't keep oh, up It feels with like that wasn't that long anymore. ago. It's like, do well, we, do we, you know, we couldn't we even that? come up with a new n- name for it. But again, we're not necessarily the Call of Duty show. We're the Pokemon yeah. show. Yeah, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. Yeah, exactly. What? Oh my God. So they're following the movie trend of just couldn't come up with a new name for it, so we'll just slap Start the over. year on there. And then, you know, I mean, SimCity 2014 or 2013 or whatever did the same yeah. thing. So it's not necessarily a super new concept. I mean, okay. God of War did it too. God of War, of course, did it, yeah. Okay, so I do want to uh, get a move on, though, before we talk about what Adam's talking about. But uh, there is a smidgen of news. We've been covering Pokemon. I feel like we've been basically a dedicated Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh, and by the way, um, in addition to following us on every podcast app you can find, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash GameOverUFM. There you can find our recent updates, including, uh, I believe there's still, I'm not sure if we're going to currently take donations. But if you've made a donation to UMFM in the name of Game Over in the past week and you have not received your prize, um, either message uh, Jared, I believe is the, the contact information for UMFM, or whoever you have there, or feel free to message us on Facebook 
and we'll try to confirm that and make sure your prizes get out to you. Okay. Um, the other big thing is Pledge Ramble was a huge success. I think our goal was 36000 and we successfully raised, that is not an accurate number, that we successfully raised $44,162 which is tremendous. And if you have any money left over, I would encourage you to donate to what's it called Team Trees, yes. I believe, which is the big thing on YouTube. Hashtag Team Trees. Right nice. I think they're at like a little bit over $5.6 million donated of the $20 million of goal. 20 million. Wow, that's okay. That's really good. I did not realize it was that high. And yeah, wow, 36. Wow, we crushed our goal. Yeah, yeah. we always seem to. People, I mean, we are good supporters. People always seem to come out and, and really support things, which is great. Love it and uh, love the enthusiasm from the people. Okay, so uh, we did get another Sword and Shield trailer this week. I don't know if either of you guys have seen it. I'm sure Adam can pull it out. And I Matt, have not seen it, no. I did I watch it, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so exactly. If I was a betting man and I had to bet, what was the order things would have gone on? That would have been <laughs> exactly it. Okay, so I think we were all hoping for the starters to be uh, released yeah. because we're less than a month away from this game now and we still don't know who the starters are. And honestly, at this point, you've come this far now I don't want to see them. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Now leave them as a surprise. I would have, if I had a preference, honestly, it would have been to get at least the middle evolution a few months ago, because I feel like that also changes which way you're going to go. Yeah. You know, and the starter, that's really the first big decision of the game, and you don't want to, you know, pick um, Scorbunny and discover it turns into some messed up, like, Twix rabbit yeah. uh, for the third stage, and then all of a sudden you don't want it, and you miss you had Sobble, because Sobble is the best. Hashtag Sobble crew. This ad was supported by the Sobble crew. Um, so you're taking Sobble then? Absolutely. Dude, <laughs> the water reptile. <laughs> of course Fair. I'm taking Sobble. <laughs> yeah. Even though, as I said last week, chameleons don't swim. So it's a, it's a strange pick. I'm going grasses is my usual. There you go. Matt, yeah, I think me too. Right. I'm going to be a grooky groupie. A uh, grooky groupie. Oh, yeah. that's very good. So we need, so if no you're out bunny. there and you are getting score bunny, please message us. Maybe we'll get Farron from TV Talkers. Um, who also has a switch to buy Sword and Shield and get? Do you guys know if you're getting Sword or Shield right now? I pre-ordered Sword. I pre-ordered a package for both. I don't even so, have a switch. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I'm assuming at some point you might. Maybe if it goes on Black Friday sale or something, or yeah. if they, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think. Like we got two models of the Switch now. We got the updated battery life one. We got the Switch Lite. So yeah. that's probably all we're going to get for at least a little while. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo comes out with something like holiday next year. To be like, hey, I know you're going to buy your PS5 and your Xbox Scarlet, but uh, remember us? You know, <laughs> yeah. Don't forget about don't us. Forget. We got a Switch. Yeah. I have a proud tradition of buying the blue Pokemon game. Pokemon yeah, Sun was the too. was the only time I've broken that uh, that that streak. Man, I think that this that might be literally the only way we have to describe because you've always picked the blueish ones yeah. and I've always picked the reddish ones. So yeah. which one's blue? Sword. Uh, so I yeah, sword. Sword. So I guess I'm I'm with Shield then. Yeah, and I'll take Sword. Okay. Oh great. <laughs> we we hadn't made a decision on that. There you go. Both the legendaries look. We awful. made it. We made it live on air. Yeah. Neither <laughs> of the legendaries inspired me whatsoever, which might be the first time. Like on all the other legendaries, yeah. I've been like. Well, that was part of it. Is like you look at gold and silver, and I'm like, yeah, I'm taking Lugia. There's yeah, like 110. percent I am probably the biggest Ho-Oh defender you'll find. You know, the chicken that can revive people from the dead is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Enjoy your four times rock weakness. Yeah, well, enjoy your unbelievably overrated and wouldn't be anywhere near as good without multi-scale. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've come to love Ho-Oh, but at the time, I was like, yeah, like a rainbow bird. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. My cousin got silver, so I'll be cool and get silver, too. Plus, yeah. Lugia got a movie. Yeah, that helped a lot. Yeah, but Ho-Oh was in the first episode. 
in like a Hull weird golden. Still there. Hole was there before they knew what hole was. Okay, yeah. so anyway, let's <laughs> let's try not to go too far down this strange the Pokemon road. rabbit hole has swallowed us again. And by the way, um, I want everyone at home to take a shot of fruit juice, of course, but take a shot. Um, if you guess the TV talkers would not be on again this week. <laughs> so we have another hour. We have another hour this I week. I should have um, gone to the bathroom. Yes, you definitely should have. But we'll have a commercial break somewhere in there that you can go. And everyone else can go because I know they don't want to step away from their radios for even a second and miss quality uh, game over radio. But, um, yes, we are on for another hour this week. TV talkers will be back next week. We have assurances of this because we have the next few weeks planned, including a special... Uh, if people are listening to us on the podcast from which you should be, find us in your favorite podcast app and subscribe. You know that a few uh, weeks ago, even a few months ago, Adam and I recorded a special bonus podcast and only uploaded it to the podcast. It wasn't ever That's aired right. live, which means we could use more colorful language. And we, and we did. And we did. <laughs> I, <laughs> I took the opportunity and ran with it. So we uh, will be doing another podcast Voice for TV talkers, but you'll have to stay tuned um, to the podcast app to find out exactly what's going to go on there. And how we're going to fadangle all that kind of jazz. We have an idea, and we're going to see if we can put it together. Okay, so this uh, Pokemon trailer really only revealed a bunch of Gigantamax forms. Including, they're made, they've made Charizard a meme now. It's like, if you go on the Pokemon Reddit page, literally all the past week has been various... Uh, what's the one I'm looking for? Various memes of how Game Freak cannot let go of Charizard and they think it's everyone's favorite and they don't want to. I, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just loaded up the trailer and the first thing that popped up was a Bud Light Game Over trailer. Hey, Bud Light, pay us for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to be using, if you're going to be using our name, you got to be, you better be paying us. Okay, so yeah, we've seen Gigantamax and now we know that Dynamax and presumably also Gigantamax are uh, illusions yeah. somehow. We know there's a bunch of new ones. So these also confirm a leak that we talked about a few months ago because two of the illusions, are, two of the Gigantamax forms were talked about in that leak. So that is absolutely rock solid, that leak yeah. that we had a few months ago. But the first one is Fat Pikachu. It's just like 90s chubby Pikachu. Okay. With, I think, a bright tail. What yeah. do you guys think about this? When it's that big, you can't even really tell the difference. That's true. Yeah. Like, if nobody specific, <laughs> if the internet didn't freak out that fat Pikachu is back, I wouldn't have noticed. When everything's blown up that size and it's got the weird glow and all the, like, yeah, little agree. particle effects around it, you can't even tell. Yeah. It's the yeah. same thing with Eevee's form, which is basically just a fluffier Eevee. Yeah. Yeah, I was unimpressed by how Pikachu looks, and I was even more unimpressed, if it was possible, by how Eevee looks. Because Eevee is basically like an Eevee wearing a scarf. Yep. Yeah. Which is not I just saw the picture. They just did like a click and drag on his little neck fur. <laughs> on yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm looking at Pikachu now and it does have a couple effects that I like a little bit more. Like if you look at the back of the tail, they have a few shots from the back. There's a ton it's way more like lightning because there's not just like two things. Yeah. And there's a cloud above it, but still pretty lazy. You know, maybe they're going for yeah. the retro look. I don't know if it if it succeeds. I mean they're definitely going retro with this trailer. Yeah, all the Kanto Pokemon. Like, come on, guys. I know yeah. Kanto made you your millions, but you can only keep milking it for so long because the people who remember Kanto are the ones who are growing up and want new stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah, Eevee, yeah, you're right. It absolutely looks like they just clicked and dragged the thing. And it like, almost makes me feel like they've gone, oh, we had this great idea. And then they saw that everyone hated it. And they're like, okay, how far can we backpedal without throwing it out entirely? Yeah. Yeah. And Eevee also has, a, like, a little cloud thing above one of its ears. 
which makes no sense. Like, it makes sense that Pikachu has it because it's like a thundercloud, but why does Eevee have it on they, the They all have that somewhere. Yeah. All the Gigantamax have these little, like, purplish red little clouds that I'm assuming is, like, in-game just some sort of side effect of this thing. But if they're just, like, holograph, like hologram projections... Maybe yeah. that's for the Why do they have these little clouds? I don't know. I, maybe like, early on, uh, maybe yeah, early on in some kind of review video, I heard someone describe it as a poop cloud, <laughs> and now all I can see is like poop. little poops, like just floating around these Pokemon. I really don't don't understand that choice. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like particularly like it either. So after Eevee um, is Charizard again, and keep in mind, I adore Charizard. It, yeah. it was certainly probably my favorite Pokemon for the first couple of generations, and then I really like Blaziken. But you know, I think. Charizard is saw all Pokemon, mm-hmm. but stop! Please stop! Please come up with new stuff, yeah. or give like the yeah. second generation some love or something, yeah. because this Charizard. I mean, I've heard people be like, I, I prefer it more than Charizard X and Y. I don't. I think it's the worst of the three. Uh, not just because it's the third one, like we've seen it twice already, yeah. but I thought the Charizard X was an entirely new, different. Yeah, version right. of Charizard and got the dragon typing, which was very cool. It was a new interpretation. I don't entirely know how I feel about the whole fire coming out of the mouth constantly thing. Yeah, but Charizard Y, I think, is one of the best designs of any Pokemon. Period. It looks like exactly what a Charizard to the next level would be. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if Charizard was a second stage, Charizard Y would be the third stage. Yeah, yeah. it looks fantastic. Yeah, well, and I think this Gigantamax Charizard, Charizard is like the perfect example of just them doing too many things with one Pokemon. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, the form isn't the greatest thing ever, but I like it. I think it looks cool. Yeah. And nobody dislikes Charizard, but now everybody hates Charizard. Yeah, exactly. Like, they just give it to literally Anyone any other else. Pokemon. Yeah. I don't even care. Literally any other Pokemon. It's gotten too much love. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we need... I mean, it's, it'd be interesting to see if there's some sort of Mewtwo thing, because I think Mewtwo... I mean, they're the only two Pokemon to my knowledge that have double... Yeah, um, mega so. evolutions. Yeah, so be interesting. And they, like everything else is Kanto, but yeah. yeah. And then uh, next up after that, we had Butterfree. This is the only one that I absolutely adored uh, because uh, I love Mothra. Mm-hmm. I love the old Godzilla movies, and I even kind of enjoyed that new Godzilla movie, which was basically a general story and an excuse to watch cool monsters fight. And yep. frankly, that's what I paid my money. Yeah, for. Exactly. that's all I asked for. Like I saw a lot of reviewers came. This is not a movie. This is not a movie show. I know, but I saw a lot of reviewers who were coming up with like, ah, the story wasn't great, and the characters. Were that's not what I'm paying for. <laughs> yeah. You know. I, this my, is a Godzilla. <laughs> my money needs to go to something, and I would be almost disappointed if the story was better than the special <laughs> effects. So the fact that the special effects are magnificent is exactly what I wanted. So clearly they're going for Mothra with Butterfree. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, fair. Yeah, like, like, that's it. the one thing. If it's, we're going to make it huge, so we're going to evoke a classic giant moth monster, right on. Yeah. And Volcarona cries in a corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so does Venomoth. Yeah. I would like, yeah, I would like to see some sort of evocation between... Actually, having a Venomoth form would be really cool, too. That might have even been more original than Butterfree, because, you know, Venomoth doesn't get any love, whereas Butterfree was at least heavily featured in the... Well, at least Venomoth has Quiver Dance now. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. And Butterfree hasn't really gotten anything special in the game, so I'm okay with with a Butterfree form. Does Butterfree have Quiver Dance? Who knows? Who knows? Not me. Clearly, we don't... After we... We learned last week, Adam, that we don't necessarily know the whole, uh... (laughs) The whole competitive thing. And then last but not least is Meowth... Um, Meowth just looks weird. This also looks like clearly they were going for some hardcore Toho stuff, which I don't say negatively. I think I'm probably higher on Meowth than some people I've seen online who think it's absolutely horrible. I think it's just weird. Yeah. So yeah. if if they were all this weird and they were all going for these like Godzilla kaiju type things that the Pokemon turn into monsters, that would be one. 
but they didn't do that for the other ones, so why mm-hmm. are they doing it for this one? I don't entirely understand. Yeah. Meowth continues its tradition of its new form basically being the same, but like just making one aspect of it strange. Yeah. Yeah. So like Alolan Meowth was just chubby Meowth. Now we have long Meowth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like a sketch artist version of Meowth. They're always yeah. going to emphasize one thing, <laughs> yeah. so they, in this case they emphasize that. Yeah. It's like a little kid. It's like, okay, you get to design a new form. Let's make him long. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's yeah. take Meowth and just pull him like Stretch Armstrong. And yeah, we'll call exactly. it a new Pokemon. Yeah. It looks like the long cat meme. Yes. Yeah. So I think we said That's last exactly week. exactly what it looks like. That's right. I think we said last week when we were talking about... Uh, how Pokemon Sword and Shield was sort of blah so far and that it needed a win. Yeah. I feel like I know the answer, but I'm going to softball this question to you guys. We'll go to Matt first because he might mm. be more positive. Is this the win? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> what was that about? More positive? <laughs> more like, positive. Like, not even close. I mean, I'm still looking forward to the game. It doesn't make me hate it, but, like, it really does absolutely nothing to get me excited for it. I yeah. feel like... Okay, well, I'll go to Adam for the devil's advocate thing, but I, I feel like it almost does make me hate it. But, Adam, go ahead. Uh, I'm not allowed to express my displeasure on air. You're not on the... Uh, yeah, not on air, but in podcast <laughs> yeah. form, you can hear Adam unadulterated yeah. and uncut. Yeah, exactly. It, it just... It, I'll, I'll phrase it this way. Expletive, no. Um, in, yeah. Insert long beep, no. Yeah, well, that's true. we got to get the bleep sound effect just to... That'd be fun to do Pokemon Unnecessary or uh, Video Game Unnecessary Censorship. I wonder yeah. if anyone's done that. Though I always find that hilarious. See, not only do I not like this, it actually does make me mad because um, they already use the excuse of we cut the national decks and we don't have Mega. I don't think they've announced they don't have Mega Evolution. I believe that. Um, they probably don't. Yeah. They seem to be phasing them out since yeah. they brought them in. So we're not going to have those things because we're, because it would take too much processing power and we need to focus on the graphics. So it's like, well... Um, the graphics, by all accounts, are nothing special. So you clearly didn't update them hugely. The Pokemon animations, we've that damning video that we showed a yeah. few weeks ago, yeah. where they're basically the same as they have been for multiple generations. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is what you're doing with your processing power. Oh, guys. Yeah. The more I sat on our conversation last week, and um, you know what? This I haven't done a poll for a while, like six months plus, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to throw a poll up on the Facebook page and feel free to vote into it. Should Nintendo take Pokemon away from Game Freak? Like, I don't know. Let's assume that they don't have an exclusive contract for now until the end of time. But should Nintendo say, and I think Game Freak might even be down for it based on what they've said, that they could kind of use a, a break to make a little down hero and stuff. But should Nintendo create their own... Um, in pocket, yeah, in house pocket company, like they did for Legend of Zelda and like they did for Super Mario for Pokemon. It's only the biggest franchise of all time, and I feel like if this is a dud, like let's go, we all kind of expected to be a dud, and then yeah. because our expectations were so low, the fact that it was pretty good was like wow, it's like okay. a gentle surprise, you know. Yeah. Whereas this man, everyone's been hyping this up in their brains for at least twenty years. You know, when did the N sixty four come out? Because as soon as that came out, we were like, oh man. Pokemon we gotta get. We gotta make this happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So it's it's literally been two decades that we've been expecting this, and signs are not pointing it to be to meet expectations. It will still be good. It will still be fun to play because the the routine is so much fun. But you're running out of rope where that can be your only excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they should throw it out to someone else. Like a big shakeup is probably what's needed. They sort of touted Sun and Moon as that. We're like, oh, there's no gyms. Like, yeah. you know, oh, you like you make your own Elite Four. It's, you know, all these like big, like, you know, yeah. 
fundamental changes to the series that basically didn't happen didn't happen at all you know the no gyms it's like well they're still gyms we just changed the name yeah yeah like all these but all that talk about all these like big changes coming to the series was enough that like sales for that game were great like it was talked up a lot there was a ton of hype for all these changes i mean pokemon games are always going to be successful but i feel like sun and moon did extra well because of all that stuff Mm. i feel like if you actually had a game that made substantial changes to the formula it would get people excited for real and they could actually carry that forward instead of just you know six months later everyone goes oh yeah i guess nothing really did change yeah yeah i mean it's also i think good for the longevity of the game especially if nintendo wanted to do some sort of downloadable content which i would be uh well no i'm torn on that i'm interested to see what you guys think but i think like maybe story downloadable content like where hey so in this content pack you get to like be the champion and people come up and fight you or something like that like something they've never had and probably never would put in a main game because it's Mm -hmm. too weird i would be totally down if they did something like that but if you want to do that you need to make sure your games aren't forgettable and as much as i enjoy the pokemon games at the time i think the last at least two generations once I finished them, I put them down, and I don't think I ever picked them up again. Like, I know you said you picked up uh, Sun and Moon, or Ultra Sun and Moon, whichever one it was, yeah. Yeah. and then tried it out for a little bit. Um, how did that go? Did it actually stick with you? It's kind of the experience, honestly, that I'm expecting for these. It's fun, because Pokemon is fun. Mm-hmm. And, like, just the total base experience is a good time, but there's nothing about that particular Pokemon game that really adds anything to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of, you know, base Pokemon, like, B+. plus. There's nothing about, you know, the game that, like, really adds on to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, it's... And there are even a lot of strange things in Sun and Moon, so we'll see if there is a strange thing in this. Like, the fact that you barely have any surfing areas in the Hawaiian Islands? Like, the, why? Why? Yeah. Why wouldn't yeah. you be on water constantly? You know, like, that would be the time. Yeah. Okay, so there they have been some other things, and I do want to keep going in this Pokemon discussion for just a little bit more. Um, because they confirmed that Pokemon centers are not going to have a counter where you can change your nickname, uh, delete, or relearn a move without needing to pay heart scales. Oh. So if they continue, which I believe they're doing with Pokemon shot centers already being a Pokemart combined, it seems that they're just establishing Pokemon centers as this one-stop shop Yeah, where you can do literally everything. What do you guys think about phasing out the whole, oh, you have to go to this particular island to, um, or this particular city to get the move relearner? I really like it. It mm. never, like, I've, I understand gameplay-wise why you've always been, like, hard-capped at four moves. Yeah. And why, you know, can't have any more, you gotta switch them out, all that kind of stuff. But it never really made in-world sense mm-hmm. why it was so difficult for a Pokemon to remember how to tackle something. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm totally fine with the, the one-stop quality-of-life type improvements. Yeah. I don't think... Now, we, we heard it in a leak that I think has been confirmed to be wrong, but I don't think we've actually heard anything about what their plans for HMs are. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, um, I don't think, I think I've heard anything right. about it. I don't remember that. Yeah, so I mean, I still am holding out hope that the Pokemon's a, the HM ability is like inherent, and then an HM can just be a move. That would be my nomination for a big shake-up. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of I like it, but in the opposite way you do. In that I think it makes, I think it, it made in world sense that it's just like oh this is a weird trick only known by like one guy. You know it was a kind of a cute gimmick that the move deleter uh, always forgot everything because he's yeah. just so good at forgetting that he could teach people to forget. But I think it's a it's a totally necessary quality of life thing because maybe when you're young 
and you have tons of free time, it's cute to be like, where was that again? Let me just check my guidebook or text my friends, you know, and then find out where the movie learner was. But now everyone's got Google. So there's no cuteness factor in, there's no skill in knowing where everything is, right? Like That's I think I think we've kind of moved away from that generation, and this is an antiquated uh, mechanic, and I'm kind of happy to see it go. Similar to how I was with the Pokemon, Pokemart, because as cute as it is that they're in two separate buildings, um, and that kind of fluffed the game, right? Yeah. I padded on some time. It's totally unnecessary, right? It can all be in one building, and literally all it's adding. It's not adding any joy. It's just adding time. That's true. What do uh, you think? I, I mean, I get the... I get the appeal of, you know, putting some effort in. and I, I. But I think my main complaint is not that I'm going to miss it, but that it's like, how much more work are you going to strip out of this game? Like, you're already having... People have to put up their own barriers so that, the, so that Pokemon is a challenge. And yes, this was an annoyance, but it was... Like, you're running out of stuff. <laughs> Like you're you're really running. Like, is is the next generation just going to be? Here's a gauntlet of gym leaders. Go, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that'd be fun, but I don't know if it's Pokemon anymore. Well, you know, we're going to take a not necessarily right now, but we're going to take a break in about four minutes. I do want to talk about another indie game that came up, and I want to find out what you guys are playing. Um, but maybe over the next ten minutes, kind of think in your head, and we can come back to this either tonight or uh, next week on our next episode but if you had to pick like one big shakeup, so if you're the company that nintendo is pitching and they're going and saying hey like we have reason to believe that this next pokemon game isn't going to be as successful as we want to we're pitching it to um matthew limited and we want to know what you are going to do for this next pokemon game what would be your big idea to switch up so kind of mull that around in your brain and also feel free when i put up the facebook poll if you want to add in whatever you were thinking feel free to comment there um, but I do want to talk about this game, um, this Goose game that came out. And oh, it seems right. to be, that's right, it seems to be sweeping the nation. It is, of course, the Untitled Goose game, which is so cute because I feel like there's a company like that where it's like no name or like yeah. placeholder company or whatever like that. And this seems to be exactly what it was. Uh, I don't know, it's a Goose game. We'll call it Untitled Goose game, and it kind of stuck. Matt, have you played Untitled Goose Game? I haven't. I've seen lots of clips, but I haven't played it myself. Yeah, so Adam and I, I think I've played it each for a couple, maybe an hour, maybe yeah, an hour and a half. Somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere in there. And I think five minutes is long enough to understand the yep. Untitled Goose Game. Yep. And that it's if you enjoy that five minutes, you're going to enjoy the following you know, several hours of Goose Game. I will say that I like it. I will not say that I necessarily understand why it has <laughs> swept the world as much as it has. I mean, it's so quirky and different and unique to be a goose, and it's very simple to control, so I guess because of those. but And it's also so cutely and quintessentially British, you know? <laughs> You're not a Canadian goose, although I would like a skin pack to be a Canadian goose. Yeah. But everything about it is British, and you just... Maybe, maybe it's because we're North American, and we just see the BBC from far away. It's just so cute, you know? Maybe that's... I'm sounding super condescending to our British fans, but... It's so cute and it's so quirky. And when you watch the Great British Bake Off, they're so polite, you know. And it's like just a bunch of mild annoyances. Like here in North America, the sky is constantly falling. <laughs> but there, I mean, they have that whole Brexit thing or whatever. But yes, that's not important. But everything seems to be so cute. And that's what this goose thing. It's just a game of causing mild annoyances for various people. vaguely British people. Yes. And I have to say, I did enjoy it. What did you think, Adam? I enjoyed like the first... 
five minutes of it. I got, like I got through the first area, mm-hmm. and I even figured out how to get make the guy put on his other hat. That, uh, that's necessary to put get the, the first area. No, it's not. What? I actually I got through the first area without ever making him put on his hat. Oh, you just have to get the gate open. Oh, I see. Well, I thought you had to because it's on your checklist, but yeah. there you go. Anyway, I had I to double back to get to figure that out. Anyway, but once I got through that and I started playing in the secondary, I'm like, this is kind of all there is, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, and then I went, okay, I'm good. I've, I've seen enough of this game. Well, it's interesting because it's a puzzle game. Yeah. It's really what it is. Yes. But the controller is you, and you are a goose. But ultimately, I mean, it's not just wreaking havoc for the sake of wreaking havoc. It's not like Katamari Damacy or something like that, where there's a little, you know, number that says yeah. the most panic you've you caused. You've caused this much damage. Yeah, yes. you've caused this much damage. There's nothing like that. They give you tasks on a little they checklist, being yeah. God, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, gives you tasks on a little checklist, and you have to do these things and and figure out how to do them. Um, and they're strange, but quirky. So it's yes. like you have to get on TV or you have to do this. Yeah. But I found. As fun as it was to do goose things, what a lot of them came down to is, okay, what does the game want me to do here? Yeah. You know, there is a, a fair degree of freedom, but I feel like I've played other puzzle games where it was possible to do something in a way that the developer didn't think of yeah. because of how open it was built. I don't think this is one of those games. Everything that I did to get where I wanted to, I feel was a path that the, that the yeah. developer explicitly put me down. I, the thing that frustrated me about it was that almost all of them came down to distract the human, run around, get this thing, move it to a different place before the human stops being distracted. Mm-hmm. Like that that loop repeated way too often. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the idea. I think it should be a puzzle game. I like that system for it. I just wish they'd found more actual puzzles to it besides that. Uh, yeah, I wish they had worked on the sandbox a little bit more is what I would say. And, yeah. and Or make the physics make a little more sense. Like, I'm a little annoyed that the thing that took me the longest was to break the broom. Because oh, yeah. it, it wasn't clear to me that a goose holding one end of a broom and a human holding another could make a broom, a wooden broom snap in half. Yeah. Didn't I, make much sense I, to I, me. I did and, that by accident. Yeah, there you go. So, Matt, if you ever play Untitled Goose Game, after our rave review right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. um, I know the trick. But it is cute, and it's the kind of thing that I would think if you have kids or whatever, or you, know, you have someone who's not super into gaming, you could be like, here's a new and interesting game, you will understand it within 30 seconds, and then you can kind of have fun with it mm-hmm. and, like, share the hobby, which is an important thing, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Matt, do you have any intention of getting it? Maybe if it's on sale or something, or? Uh, maybe. Yeah, it's doesn't really look like my kind of thing, but also seems very, like, wholesome and quirky and enjoyable. So, yeah, if it uh, if it goes on a cheap sale or something, I'll probably pick it up. Fair enough. Okay, well, she's not here. But uh, yeah, I was going to say that. Speaking of fair enough, we're into TV Talkers time now, but no TV Talkers this week. They will be returning next week to talk about, I'll just reveal it, The Good Place Season 3. So now the gauntlet has been thrown, and we have no excuse not to watch The Good Place. We better show up here, at least the two of us, you, me, and Matt. Well, y- yeah. yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, me and Matt. You, yeah. me, and... No. You again. Yeah. You, I, I, Matt, and me. You, Matt, and Marley, and... No, yeah. Whatever. yeah. Okay. So Gollum, just, Simon, and I. We're just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> me, myself, and Irene. We're just gonna play a couple commercials, and we'll be back with the second half of Game Over coming your way. And we're back. Welcome to the second half. Whoa. What, what is, is this? going on here? I got right. a new theme song. 
I don't know where that. Oh. We couldn't have done it without. Never mind. You. UMFM's annual listener funding drive, Pledgerama, is in the books, and your support was once again overwhelming. The money we've raised this year will go towards replacing our antenna, ensuring you'll continue to get the great UMFM programming you love, loud and proud for years to come. You came through for UMFM, and we can't thank you enough. But here's one more attempt. Thank you for supporting UMFM. Yeah, you know what he said. I didn't realize that I pressed the next up button. And I thought the the automation was off. So I don't know entirely where that came from, but I guess um, Pleasure M is so wonderful that it was determined to thank you yeah. uh, because I didn't thank you enough. But if you did donate, especially if you donated to Game, I mean, also if you donated to everyone else, but, most, but especially between you and me, hey, you listening? You listening right now? Between you and me, thank you specifically. You're our favorite. Not the other person who donated. You specifically. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, so let's move on. Um, we've got Adam just bought a game today, which has been. I did. S- I would say sweeping the nation. Well, not specifically the nation, but the gaming nation. The Internation of Game... No, that's, there's no way to make that work. But uh, Outer Worlds has come out, and it's been huge. Yes. And none of us have played it, to my knowledge. Right, Matt, you haven't played it either? Nope. So, um, Adam, you bought it, but we have you have yet to play it. That is correct. But I was watching a few reviews of it, because I kind of followed it. Like I, Once I saw the, the trailers coming out and stuff like that, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that E3 and kind of having that in the back of my head. It's like... Maybe keep an eye on this. Yeah. But when you watch it, it was basically, it's, what's the name of the company again? Obsidian. Obsidian. So Obsidian, who has made sequels slash spinoffs to both Bioware and Bethesda games, both of which are companies who are struggling massively, decided to release their own sweeping space opera called Outer Worlds. Yes. And it seems like a recipe for success. And I've seen most of the information that I've seen on the internet about this game have been memes talking about how Bethesda can't believe that it's possible for a game to be released without bugs. Yeah, <laughs> yes. But basically, I mean, for us in this room, Adam, who's a quite a large Fallout fan, specifically the good Fallout games, and I think your favorite one is New Vegas, yes, right? Yes, it is. So the fact that it's supposed to be a cross between Fallout and Mass Effect is absolutely right in our wheelhouse. Yes, it is. So, I mean, what have you seen, and what kind of, because I know you don't actually go out and buy games that often, right? No, Most I of the don't. games that show up at the house, um, or at least used to show up at the house, and now that I moved out, or short to be, shortly, uh, were like, hey, I bought this thing, and you feel free to play it too, yeah. or stuff like that, right? So, you actually went out and purchased a game with real money. You went to a store and bought it from I a clerk. I went to three stores. You went to three. I went to one la- yesterday, and they're like, we're sold out. I went to one today, and they're like, we're sold out. Then I went to a different one. They're like, we have copies. So what's gripped you about this game so much? Because I'm assuming we're going to talk about it next week. Yeah. Well, like, just the appeal of, I was, I didn't even touch Fallout 76, because I could smell a turd a mile away, and I was right. And I also, I bought Fallout 4, and I hated Fallout 4. Like, oh my, like, I know there are some people that like it and, like, find more power to you, but as someone who really liked Fallout 3 and who loved Fallout New Vegas, I thought Fallout New 4 was a massive disappointment. And so when this was sold to me as New Vegas++ in space, I went, okay, sign me up. Mm-hmm. Like, that was... Like, it's, it's, it's harder to think of, and I was just reminded, I went to four stores. Mm-hmm. I went to two yesterday, neither of them had one. Um, but the fact that it's sold out, yeah. a game is actually sold out in-store in the modern era is crazy, because that means that many people bought it in person, yeah. and you'd have to think, 
in 2019 at least as many bought it digitally, right? Well, the thing is, the problem with the digital thing is that it's released for Windows, and it's released in the Epic Store. But it's not going to be released on Switch or on Steam until next year. Oh, I see. It's one of the Netflix Store exclusives. So I was like, well, I'm not getting it on the Epic Store. Okay, but you could still buy it digitally on the PS4. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, on the PS4 and Xbox One. So I was a fair amount of people did that. Yeah. But I was, yeah, I went to, uh, went to a physical store and I got my copy because it was just like, and part of it was I had watched. Now, one of the things is, as, as you know, um, I tend to surround myself with negative reviewers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find people who hate almost everything. And the reason I do that is partially because it's funnier to hate something than to like something. And partially because when someone who hates everything likes a thing, that makes it jump out at you. Mm-hmm. Almost every video game that Yahtzee's gone, this is amazing, you have to play it, I have played and it was amazing. Mm. Um, and then in this case, it was Jim Sterling, who, who has been all over Bethesda for the Fallout 76 crap show. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. And then he got this, and he just ranted for like 15 straight minutes of how amazing it was. And I'm like... I was going to get this anyway, but now I'm going to get it now. Okay, so to me and Matt, Matt, I don't know, was this game on your radar at all? Uh, not really. I remember seeing trailers for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't something that was, yeah, at the top of my it mind. It definitely wasn't in my mind as a Mass Effect gamer, someone, somebody that said, go out and buy this immediately necessarily. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a wait and see thing. Yeah. Now, it looks like we've waited and seen enough in that people are seem to be losing their minds for it. But was there anything in there that would that would lead you, that would make you think it's going to scratch our Mass Effect itch because clearly uh, Andromeda didn't work. After yeah. all, Matt was uh, giving it away. <laughs> uh, Somebody take it. We'll have to find out. We'll have to find out afterwards. <laughs> um, but the other thing is Starfield, which was probably the next closest thing, which was coming from Bethesda, right? Yeah. Um, but they didn't bring it to E3 and Bethesda has just made a series of cataclysmic missteps lately. That's a so good way to phrase it. there's no reason, really, to have a ton of confidence in Starfield. So, what about Star- what about Outer Worlds is going to sell the uh, disgruntled Mass Effect gamer? Um, so, actually, I have good news on this front, because if you'd asked me yesterday, I wouldn't have had an answer for you. Uh, but today, I've Good watched- thing the show's today. Yeah, exactly. I watched a bit more about it, and I found out that one of the things that's being praised about it is that it does... It, the dialogue is very, very strong, apparently, which is kind of Bioware's hallmark. And also, you have, in, in much the same way as Mass Effect, you have a ship, and you, like, collect crewmates. Oh, that is straight up, man. That's, yeah. like, the best part. So, and I'm like, and one of the things that, like, the companions are always a great part of Fallout. So now the idea that, you know, I have this little traveling base that I can go back to and, and pick out the ones that I want. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really nice hybrid. Hmm. Um I'm I'm worried a little that I'm going to miss the sort of apocalyptic aesthetic of Fallout, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what it's like. It's yeah. supposed to be just a giant takedown of space capitalism. So, I mean, <laughs> what what kind of made me nervous about it is that it's almost the closest thing I can think of is like Sunset Overdrive, in that it seems like it they they were at realism and then they went they pulled it back like twenty five percent. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I kind of one of the things that I kind of liked about Mass Effect was that they clearly like did their research and this stuff wasn't real but it was all close enough you know yeah. like it got close enough that someone who's not a theoretical physicist it would be like very similitudinous uh, sure 
Let's go with that word. Why not? I, couldn't, <laughs> I don't get to use it very often. I'm breaking it up I now. couldn't even say international earlier, so I'm not going to try to say verisimilitudinous or whatever the heck it was. That was pretty close. There we go. I'll take it. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if the art style is going to grab me. And sadly, I'm such a visual person that the fact that the art style is a little bit off and the fact that this is such a small nitpick, that it's first person. First person only. They didn't even have the option to unlock it. I didn't actually know that. Yeah, so I know like you have been a big fan of Skyrim and Fallout, which are both first person. I know you could make them third person, but it looks terrible from third yeah. person because you're just doing one of these, you know, like strange <laughs> yeah. hand motions, right? Almost yeah. like a ma- oh, like a Minecraft. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a little bit worried that I won't be able to get into it. That's a shame, Matt. You've actually played a game, so for once we can actually we can actually talk about we can we can actually talk about what it's like to play a game rather than talk about hypothetical <laughs> the concept of playing a game. Oh, do um, tell, Matt. You've been playing a game. How have you been enjoying it? It's been great. I've been playing Crypt of the Necro Dancer oh, on Switch. Yes. So um, I heard about it first when the Cadence of Hyrule was announced. And people are like, oh, it's Crypt of the Necrodancer with Zelda. Yeah. What is Crypt of the Necrodancer? Um, and so I, time went by and I watched a couple of reviews for it and it sounded great. And then it went on sale on the Switch for like $3. Like $3? Something like that. Like three or four bucks. I'm like, yep, I'll do that. Um, so for those who don't know, Crypt of the Necrodancer is essentially a rhythm and music based dungeon crawler. Okay. Um, where. So far. Yes, so we we featured um, a, a couple of tracks from it on the last music episode that we did, mm-hmm. and so basically the the main gimmick of the game is all of your bonuses uh, are tied to you moving and attacking to the beat of the music. Okay, so it's not just a game with good music; it's an actual, basically music as mechanics type thing. So you have your character, you have, you know, weapons and armor, all that kind of stuff. And basically combat is is in some ways very simple and in some ways rather complicated. And that all you have to do to attack is just move into the space that an enemy is standing in. Oh. That's it. You just hit them. There's no, like, you know, different, like, style attacks or anything. You just move into the enemies. But it has to be done to the beat. And all of the enemies also... Basically, if, you, if they move into you, that's them attacking you. So you have right. to be able to hit them without them moving into you. So combat so it's basically like punch, becomes run away. <laughs> well, not necessarily, um, because all of the enemies, ha- like many other enemies in different games, have different um, uh, like attack patterns and all that kind of thing. So it might be you know one enemy. It's like okay, so they move towards me. I I can hit them twice, and then I need to back up or like. You know, they only move in one direction, so I need to hit it and then sidestep. So you kind of learn the pattern for all the different enemies. But, yeah, here's some of the music from the game. The main difficulty in combat is you can't stop moving. You can't take a beat off. Like a shark. Yeah, you you (laughs) either... Exactly. You either have to attack or move. If you don't do anything on like in time with the music you lose all your bonuses oh mm. wow okay yeah so like there's here, huh? yeah so there's no like i'll stand here and wait for the person to get to me because you've lost your bonus right so you have to do a little dance to- yeah you so you literally are it's like dance and combat combined that's interesting yeah it's fairly simple when you're fighting one thing at a time it's very complex when you have a room full of enemies oh i can imagine <laughs> yeah I am terrible at this game. It, it, I'm not a big like dungeon crawler yeah. person. It's not something I normally do. Uh, I've fallen in love with it, but I am absolutely awful at it. Hmm. 
the combat really, the difficulty gets, like, surprisingly high quite quickly. Um, even now, I struggle to get through, like, just the first world. Okay. Um, but it's so much fun every time. It's a little bit like Dark Souls in that every time you die, it's very clear why you died. Nothing okay. ever feels unfair. Or surprising. Yeah. yeah. It's... I died because, you know, I took one one step too many forward, you know, I needed to back up or I didn't I didn't see the tell, I needed to sidestep. It's always very clear That's cool. about why you've died. So it it's it lends itself into um like the one more, one more time yeah. mentality. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I can do that right this time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, oh, like I missed I missed the dragon charging up the fireball and it killed me. I just need to like pick pay more attention and next time I can sidestep it. Yeah. The combat is really simple but gets very complex when you have like all these different enemies that you're trying to remember the attack patterns for. Yeah. And the music, this is one of the more, probably the most subdued the music <laughs> gets. Um, the music particularly in the first world is amazing. I love just like listening to the game. Um, and one kind of interesting thing about it is your, the music doesn't go on a loop. It The song is a set length and okay. if you take too long to get through the dungeon, the song ends and you're just done. Oh. Yeah. So Oh, that's interesting. Yes. So you can't you can't just sit there and be very passive about it. You really have to like jump into the dance with these enemies. That, oh, that's really Because cool. you're you're tied to the length of the song. Now, they're fairly lengthy. I've never run into it as a problem unless I like specifically just sat around and listened to the music or like went, uh, you know, sort of cleared the whole dungeon and then tried to explore every little nook and cranny. Um, But yeah, the way it, like, blends the the music and the mechanics is something I haven't really ever seen in a game before and it's it's been a really really good time even though I'm terrible at it. I remember reading an article, I I feel like it was about a month ago um, and it was one of those things that Google sort of, my phone which is clearly all the all spark or something. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. the, I was good at the beginning. I got the <laughs> intro out pretty smooth, but my, my brain power seems to be deteriorating rapidly, including on the word deteriorating. Um, but I remember reading something about how there's basically no rhythm games anymore. And I don't mm-hmm. just mean rock band, like rock yeah. band and guitar hero and whatever. That's its, sort of its own beast, but there's very few just rhythm games. Like back at, it feels like 10, 15 years ago, They're I could probably everywhere. have named. Yeah. I could probably have named like 10 that were out and that were, Rhythm games for a variety of reasons. You know, the Just Dance was huge for a while. And if you yeah. go further back, like Parappa the Rappa yes. and stuff like that. And now there's really nothing except for this kind of Crypt of the Necrodancer thing. And it's interesting. Mm-hmm. That it's, it's sort of single-handedly. Oh goodness, it is $3.40 on Steam. I, it's, I'm buying this. Do it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not sort a particularly of, long game. It's, it's sort of keeping a genre alive all mm-hmm. by itself. And you kind of have to respect that. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving listening to this music right now. I'm just like imagining in my head like like hop hop left slash yeah. sidestep back <laughs> slash like, I'll be honest maybe it's because I'm particularly stupid right now maybe it's because my brain has been exploding since I bought a house also shout out I bought a house uh, so, so yeah snaps for me yeah. but um, I'm having such a hard time visualizing what this game is like to play I might just have to stand behind one of you while you play I've it. actually seen someone play a bit of it so mm-hmm. I knew the the basic idea right. but I did not know anything about the details is it possible to play it with like an external controller like a dance pad or something like that or does that exist or is that totally totally off of what we're talking about actually I don't I don't, I don't need you, to you could probably computer. find a way on Steam there's I, I'm playing it on the Switch yeah. yeah so it doesn't work like that one thing this game has made me notice about the Switch that I don't particularly like is the Pro Controller does not have a headphone jack. 
Oh. So, obviously, being able to hear this game is very important. Yes. So if you're trying to play it, like, later at night, it's a little bit strange. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember imagine. running into that problem with the Switch where I discovered that you can, pu- you can put the Switch through a TV, but you can't then plug your headphones into the the TV yeah, or something like that or that I couldn't get the Bluetooth to work on my Switch but there, there's a ton of different things I think there's like one that I see all the time to be uh, like Kickstarter like crowdfunded type deal mm-hmm. where it's basically an, an alternate styled Switch dock that does include Bluetooth so that might be something to look into mm-hmm. um, and apparently it's just like it's one end hooks up to the bottom of your Switch the other end can just be plugged into a TV and then your Switch could not even necessarily be connected to the TV, but it would be sending them right. the signals. Maybe it might have to be plugged into a power source. Who knows? I'd love to stuff. do this with a dance pad. There are a few things, you know, like there are items you can use by pressing buttons, but for the most part, it's just directional buttons. Mm. It's interesting that, like, I feel like as the years have gone by, maybe it's because I'm older, or maybe they're just not as popular, or maybe both. But I was... Uh, I was at the zoo yesterday with my girlfriend and her family, and they ha- there was a, a child there. Um, her niece was there with her, and she's six. And they got onto a little snowmobile that's at the zoo, and she was, like, pretending to turn. And then uh, somebody said, well, you have to lean into the turns. And I'm like, didn't you guys ever play the whole, like, thing in the arcades where yeah. you actually have to hop on the thing and lean? Yeah. And it's like, no, we're, we're country people. We have our own lives and hobbies and skills. <laughs> and you just have sadness and city stuff, you know? I'm like, that's a fair point. But I do know how to lean into a turn on a fake uh, <laughs> motorbike or whatever. Yeah. I remember playing Mario Kart Double Dash with my younger cousins at the lake once, and they had only played Mario Kart Wii, so I always just, that made me think of my, my younger cousin, like, turning the GameCube controller to try and, like, to help yeah. her turn in Mario Kart. You oh, know, I it doesn't do anything. do that. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. I think, I mean, maybe we haven't been given enough credit to, like, Nintendo Labo and that strange, like, uh, exercise uh, circle that they just released. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what that's about. But it's interesting that, like, that as technology gets more impressive and you can play more games at home, you're sort of losing that, that sense of, like, I... Haven't thought of a dance pad in at least five years. Yeah, I haven't even considered playing a game on one. It just seems so crazy, right? Yeah, I'd love a dance pad to play Crypt of the Necrodancer. That'd be great. Yeah. Or Cadence of Hyrule, which is yeah. basically the same game but with but the Zelda, Zelda skin and yeah. Zelda music. Yeah, so. indeed. Okay, so with about uh, six minutes left in the episode, we're going to move on to our new segment. It's not Name That Sound, although Name That Sound will return. This is not necessarily something to replace Name That Sound. But what I did is I went on the internet and I found, and sometimes modified slightly by myself, uh, a bunch of poorly described games. So, Adam, did you bring the buzzers again this week by any chance? Okay, that's fine. Because they make a lot of noise in the backpack, and I haven't figured out how to turn them off. That's fair. Yeah, and, it was uh, actually really funny walking out with <laughs> yeah, you last yeah. time and just Bing, hearing them boing, all go off boing, in your backpack on the way out. hated it. <laughs> it was half the fun. Yes, that's very true. Okay, are you guys ready for terrible description number one? Yes. Yes. Some of, they, they actually get longer as they go on. I'm okay with this. Uh, the first one is four words. Dig until you die. Minecraft. Yes, it is Minecraft. <laughs> Very good. For a bonus point, name the music that we're listening to, if you can think of that one. Um, it's, it's a oh, modified... No, uh, it's, it's Pokemon. This is um, Victory Road or the Elite Four. I don't know. It's just called Pokemon and Chill. Oh. Apparently, this is Pokemon Gym. So we'll give you both the point you came up with. <laughs> so no point. It cancels out. Um, second... Description. 99% walking, 1% dragon. Skyrim? 
I think I heard yeah, Matt no, first. He started it first. There yeah. you go. Matt would have buzzed in first. <laughs> yeah, no, he would have. Yeah, I agree. So there you go. Matt won <laughs> out of zero. 99% walking, 1% that's, dragging. That's a, I like that one a lot. <laughs> Number three. Eat your way through a labyrinth and be chased by dead Pac-Man. people. Pac-Man. Yes. Well done. Nice. Okay. Two points for Adam. Number four. Dishwashing, dishwasher loading simulator. Uh, uh, what's it oh. freaking called? Uh, eat, serve, delicious. No. Oh. Cook, serve, delicious. Cook, serve, delicious. That's not what oh. I'm thinking. Um, dish overcooked? No. Say it again. Think simpler. Dishwasher loading simulator. Dishwasher loading simulator. Like cooking mama or something? No. Is it? No. Not not that either, Jared. <laughs> you guys got to go way back. Is it a? Oh, way back. I could also say packing, loading the car for a road trip simulator. Tetris. Oh, Tetris, yeah. Yes. Matt beat you to it. Ah! <laughs> I, I hate how both of Matt's, I'm like half a second behind, <laughs> but both of mine, he hadn't even no idea. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there you go, tied 2-2. Two, two. Uh, number three is more of a statement than a description. The moon's definitely going to kill us. Majora's Mask. That's yep. right. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. It's like a bad voting system. You're definitely doing way better, but it's still very close. Yeah. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Okay. Uh, yeah. I guess that happened this week, too. Man, it's been a crazy week. It yeah. really has. All right. So these last two are kind of longer. Okay. Ready for this? Yep. It's, uh, this could be Adam's win, but we'll do all seven regardless. Highly suggestible tourists murders swathes of addicts in swanky undersea fishbowl. Oh, oh, why can't I? Bioshock. Bioshock. That's ah. right. So Adam gets the win on this one. Thank God for the undersea fishbowl. Highly bowl. suggestible tourists. Yeah, that, yeah. That was, <laughs> I, I was sitting there like, what is that supposed to be? Oh! <laughs> I just, I read how he said that. was too funny. I, I almost said the that. word rapture instead. Yeah. <laughs> what immediately came to my head was Undertale. It's like, no, that's, no, not, that's it. not it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This, this last one's probably going to be pretty easy, but it was too funny not to include, is how I'll okay. describe it. An anthropomorphic dinosaur attempts to murder two plumbers before passing the whole thing off as a car accident. <laughs> Yoshi's Island? No, Mario. Not no, guys, come on, more specific. Oh, it's oh, it's Mario Kart, Mario Kart, Mario Kart. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, Kart. Yeah, Before passing the whole thing off, as a, right? Yeah. As a car accident, yeah. it's a crucial part of <laughs> yes, it. That's exactly. right. Yeah. Okay, so I don't. I think we could probably have expected these results, and that in the music, Matt had a clear advantage in the music style <laughs> game. But we get into the word puzzles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now seems, you're in on my turn. Adam <laughs> seems to be doing just fine. <laughs> Interesting. So maybe I'll swap that in or swap in. And by the way, what we're listening to, I think I said it already, it's called Pokemon and Chill. It's uh, basically if you plug in any Nintendo franchise or any long-standing franchise in Chill or Lo-Fi, you'll get some incredible playlists, including this fantastic one. This is a... Uh, I shouldn't... No, I'm not going to tell you what it is, because maybe na- next week's Name That Sound. Yeah. There we go. I Nailed think, it. I'm pretty sure I figured out what it is now. <laughs> what is it then? It's the uh, the gym theme. No. Well, that, that was the one I already told you about. I already told you the gym theme. Actually, it says on the screen what it is, it is specifically. It's a specific um, place. Oh, man. I recognize it, too. Well, now it's over. I've been there a lot. Yeah, I've been there. It's uh, Route 3. Oh, okay. It's like the first route. Yeah, yeah one something. of those things I could sing the entire thing yeah. through. No problem. Yeah, yeah. But, but have trouble naming. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, next week we'll do a Name That Sound with lo-fi sounds. That could be pretty fun. But next week we're only going to have a half-hour episode. I swear the TV Talkers people um, are going to be back in here because there's a lot of good TV that's coming out. 
lately, frankly. We've got The Watchmen just started, I believe that's on Amazon Prime, uh, The Good Place Season 3. We haven't talked about, to my knowledge, I know we're swapping into TV Tucker time here, but that's okay. We haven't talked about uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's new season, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Bojack Horseman has been canceled, so we want to talk about the latest season of that. So we have a whole bunch of stuff. TV Talkers is not dead, people. It's just taking a, it's just taking a little break, yeah. which is totally okay. And it might be swapping to a, a new location. A new there might be more TV talkers podcasts coming in the future. We're gonna definitely stay tuned to our Facebook page and their Facebook page to find out all the information on that because we're gonna come up with some sort of fadangly langly. Because games you can show up and talk about the news of the week. But TV shows, if you just binge the show, you'll wanna talk about it for like four hours. You know what yeah, I mean? That's very true. So it's more susceptible to outside podcast stuff. However, that is basically our time. I'm, I'm kind of grooving on this music, so I might even leave it playing for a second as I queue up a, uh, a commercial here. But uh, did you guys actually come up with an idea you'd want to shake the Pokemon world up with? I mean, I kind of said it as a joke, but I kind of would like a, a gauntlet of just, here's all the gym leaders and the Elite Four and the champion, and you get like a one Pokemon center in the middle. No items. Go. So like Pokemon Shadow of the Colossus? Yes. That's not a bad idea, actually. That's kind of interesting. Actually, now that you've said that, now what I want it to be is not just a straight gauntlet, but but like a world where you have to go and find them. And there's no civilization anywhere. They're just all on top of a mountain. And what it like the water gym, you have to fight through a water dungeon to get to. It's a good idea. And we'll have to think on that idea and check back on it next week. But in the meantime, everyone have a safe week. Stay safe out there. We'll see you next time. We exist to teach, tutor, advise, grade, and evaluate. The good news is we don't ruin your GPA. CJUM 101.5 FM in Winnipeg. Education of a different kind. After years alternating between sweaty rock shows and clubs and more organic semi-acoustic theater gigs, Juno winner Matt Mays is embarking on the Howl at the Night Tour this fall, bringing together both sides of the Matt Mays concert experience for the first time. Don't miss your chance to howl at the night alongside Matt Mays at the Garrick on Tuesday, October 29th. Tickets for this amazing night of music start at only $29.50 plus fees, available at eventbrite.ca, or take your chances at the door. Don't miss the energetic Matt Mays as he returns to Winnipeg for one night only at the Garrick on October 29th, proudly presented by MRG Concerts and UMFM 101.5.